Today's podcast episode is very timely for me, and we're going to talk about rest. This is part four of the whole Homeschool Mom series here we're going to be doing here this month of June. And if you have not listened to one, two, and three, go ahead and give this a listen and go back. But today's episode is about rest, and I definitely needed it this past week. We celebrated over the weekend, we celebrated my older son's, his graduation, quote unquote, graduation from high school, and there is just a lot of prep that goes into it. And I know I've seen stories over the years of people like completely renovating their house, and it wasn't quite like that. Although I did start working on, we have to finish painting the exterior of our house, which requires, it's an old house, very old house, and it requires scraping off the old paint. And it's just, it's just is a whole long process. There's no easy way about of going about it. Sometimes you just need to, you know, get out the elbow grease and do it just the right way. But I did share some videos on Instagram and hopefully nobody thought like, oh, she's making sure she finishes painting her house and stuff before the graduation party. No, actually I had an ulterior motive below one part of our house. It kind of bumps and sits out. I have my garden and I wanted to plant an herb garden, but in order to do that, I didn't want to be scraping paint into it. So I held off on planting everything, put down some old sheets, did all the scraping and everything. And I did plant my herb garden. And then while it was still looking terrible, I knew I could paint with the ladder over it and it wouldn't disturb it. So really that was the ulterior motive for that. It wasn't that I needed it done before the graduation party, because to be honest, I love to put effort into creating an environment that people enjoy coming over to, but If we're in the middle of a home project and you don't want to come over because it's not done, then I don't know if we can be friends. (laughs) I say that like in a joking kind of way because no friends that I know of will ever say that. But anyway, that's a completely different rabbit trail. I just wanted to say that I needed this rest this past week because there was just a lot. It was like get everything in the garden was also that time I was running out of time to get things planted here so that we can get it all growing before the end of our growing season. Now, this isn't very long up here in the Northeast, but we had a great celebration. And I shared actually in episode 42, how we set up a graduation celebration. And it's not quite typical. We do, we don't do any type of cap or gown, but we do our own little ceremony. And I don't know, it just works for us. I think for us, it reflects the homeschool lifestyle and not necessarily feeling obligated to any certain, I guess, traditions that maybe we did as moms going through the public school system or that others do as well. So our friends and family who come seem to enjoy it. And hey, who's, you know, not up for a fun party? Anyway, let's talk about rest here. And then you can go back and listen to episode 42 and get all the details on that. Are you ready? I'm babbling on. Let's let's talk about rest. Okay. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. With the prevalence, or let's say the dawn of the internet and our ability to get messages from so many people in so many different areas of our life, We just get this message of go, 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 and 
you go girl and you are a girl boss. I mean, I don't subscribe to any of those things. I have my own, my own thoughts on, on those where that's not the, that's not the rabbit trail we're going down here, but we are over here as homeschool moms, just exhausted. And we, you know, I've said this before, like we look at social media and we'll combine different women and we'll combine them into one superwoman, And we think she's doing everything and never taking any time for rest. And that's, that's just false. Because eventually, everybody needs some type of rest, right? But I don't want you to continue on in your exhaustion. So today we're going to talk about how to make rest a priority in your life and why it should be a priority in your life. And just like logistically, how do we actually do that? So this is one of the areas that I would love for you to think about and to just take one little tidbit of information here and start doing that in your days and find that by the end of the summer, it has become a habit, it has become something that is good in your life and something that is worth taking the time and making the effort to do so right now. And don't think I'm over here perfect in this. I'm going to tell you right now that James and I are opposite in a lot of areas, and this is definitely one of those. It does seem like people that are opposites tend to attract, and he has, he can very easily rest. I have a very, very difficult time resting. For me, I love to work. I don't see necessarily work as a bad thing. It fills me up. I know that we're commissioned in the Bible to work and maybe I take that too seriously, but like it just, it's to me, what I sometimes call work, other are fun, other people call work. So I'd always have a hard time like with resting, but what happens is I will just continue to work and I'll continue to do this and continue that. Now, the older I get, the more that I am able to put some boundaries up and say, nope, this is, this is, this is my boundary. This is, this is as far as I'm going. But for me, the things that I get to do every single day, I don't necessarily consider them a chore. I enjoy them. I enjoy taking care of my home. I enjoy homeschooling. I enjoy, we'll say kind of enjoy cooking. I mean, I I can do it well. So, and everybody needs to eat. But unfortunately, what tends to happen is I will then burn myself out and it is not a pretty scene. And you probably have experienced this as well. And so today I am speaking to you, but I'm also speaking to myself because this is definitely an area that I am really trying to be intentional and working in and understand that we are all a work in progress. And this rest, it will look different in different seasons of life. When I look right now with two young adult children and then one teen, I'm like, okay, my rest looks way different than it did when just even five years ago or 10 years ago and definitely 15 years ago. So understand that your seasons of rest and what this will look like will look different in different seasons of life, but it's also going to look different in different seasons of the year. So when you think of rest in the summer, rest for the summer might be like, okay, I'm going to get a blanket and I'm going to lay out with a book in, in my backyard and just enjoy some time of rest. In the winter, rest might look like sleeping in a little bit, or it might look like cozying up on the couch in the corner or watching a movie with your kids. So just understand it's going to look different in different seasons of life, but it's going to look different in different seasons of the year too. And I've got three specific points here that I want to focus on. And the first one, are you ready? This is not even, you're going to be like, yep. mm -hmm." And that is sleep. We have got to get to bed at a decent time. Again, I am preaching to myself right here. So how do we get to bed on time? Well, we get our kids to bed on time. We then move into our nighttime routine, getting the kitchen all cleaned up, getting things shut down for the day. We turn off our phone. We spend time with our husband. We get ourselves washed up, get our pajamas on, get our teeth brushed, and then spend some time winding down. For me, that winding down kind of time is reading a book. And I know that sometimes people will say, 
wow, that kind of gets my brain going. But for me, I'll just pick specific books. They're kind of a little bit heady. <laughs> and so usually a couple of pages in, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I've consumed all I can. It just is to me, it's that transition. And then getting our lights, turn our lights off at a decent time. Now, what does that look like for you? I mean, you can go and look at scientific studies and they'll say by 10 o'clock PM. And, and that's a great goal. I try, I really try for that goal. And I said to James, maybe we can try like really hard together. And it doesn't always happen, especially as kids get older and they're up later. And I mean, there's times now that I'm in bed before some of my kids and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to go to bed now, which is super weird. It's kind of a flip of the tables there. But what is a good time for you to get to bed? And if you're like, I'm not quite sure, look at what time you want to get up in the morning and then count back seven, eight hours. And if you have, maybe if you have little ones that are getting you up during the night, maybe you need to count back nine hours that maybe you can get seven or eight hours in there. Another area of sleep is napping. And I know that some people like are, cannot nap. I have friends who are like, oh, I cannot nap, but I'm going to, I'm going to admit something to you here right now. There was probably about 10. Mm, that might, okay. I might be like shooting it under here. More like probably 12, 15 <laughs> years that I napped every single day. I just didn't sleep well at night when I had little kids they were maybe either getting up or I was just worried about them or I would get up in the middle of the night and check on them. James is like, why are you getting up and checking? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. That just was the type of mom I was. I guess I was just nervous and worried about them too much, but I would take a nap every single day and they would have some quiet time. It'd be nap time or quiet time. And it just, it really just helped me. So if you are a napper, no shame, no shame at all. And you'll find that as your kids get older and the days are not, and the nights are not as exhausting, you won't need that. I just kind of found myself, I mean, I can still nap. I mean, I love a good nap, but I don't need it anymore. Like I needed it during a certain season then of life of raising kids. And the point of this is just to say that we really need to prioritize sleep. No one enjoys being tired. You don't enjoy being tired. I don't enjoy being tired. And guess what? Your husband and your children, they don't enjoy you being tired either. And we need to rely upon sleep to refresh us and rejuvenate us and help our brain to have that time to clear through, to work through things in our body, to have that time to rest instead of relying upon stimulants, instead of relying upon coffee, get our sleep and allow this, that natural process of sleep. So getting some sleep at night, taking a nap if you need to, and just making sleep a priority. And maybe you need to like with me and my husband, like, okay, we have to work together on this. And I'll admit we're not doing so well on it, but I'm like, okay, maybe we need a more realistic goal. Lights out by 10 is a napping, let's say 1030. So that's kind of what we're working on right now. So the second uh, area that I want you to kind of think about here is the second point is to give yourself some downtime. Rest doesn't always have to mean sleep. Yes, sometimes it means sleep, but sometimes it's just as downtime. So what does that look like for you? And where can you add some time in your day just to give some downtime? It could be time spent reading. It could be maybe for you, a downtime is taking a hike or taking a walk. Maybe it's just having some quiet alone time in your room, or like I said, heading out to the backyard or heading out on your back deck. It maybe downtime is just spending time with your family. Maybe it's taking outings, just having fun, doing something fun can be a part of your downtime. And some people, their downtime is just like, I need to just be alone and that's okay. And maybe you need both. I need both. I need some fun times. I need some times that are just kind of quiet. 
Maybe some of your downtime is spending time with friends, meeting a friend uh, for dessert, or meeting a friend to go to the farmer's market with them. So ask yourself, where can you add some margin into your day? Just one little practice that I have started doing is just taking about 15 to 20 minutes in the afternoon and I'll grab a book that I'm working through and I'll just go outside, sit there in the sunshine and just read for about 15, 20 minutes. It's usually that time, maybe like around 3, 3.30 and then I'll maybe 4, 4, 4, well, not maybe 4, 4.30. And then I will then come on in and transition to getting dinner ready and moving into our evening and everything that we have to accomplish in the evening. And so it's just as for me as just kind of a nice little break. I enjoy the book that I'm reading. Sometimes I'll make a little smoothie or something and just go outside. So that just is a time to just rejuvenate. So where can you add some margin in your day? Maybe it's the middle of the morning right now at the summer. You've gotten breakfast, everybody's dressed, they got their teeth brushed, and they are playing outside. And your downtime is just to sit there on the deck or to sit right inside the door or somewhere just maybe reading a book or just taking some time to just stop and listen to them playing, listen to the birds. You know, what is your downtime? Instead of always go, 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 add some margin into your day. Maybe you need to do that a couple of times a day. Maybe you need to just one time in the day in the afternoon, you have time for it. But where can you add some downtime into your days, into maybe it's not always, maybe it's not something that you're able to do on the weekends, but during the week when you guys have to have a regular schedule and a regular routine and just taking this practice of having some downtime and giving yourself room to breathe right now this summer is something that I want you to continue then with as the homeschool year begins then come September or whenever you begin, because it's super important for you as a mom to have some time to just kind of fill yourself up so that you can get yourself back on track, especially during the homeschool year, because it's a lot. It's not just the making sure the meals are all done. Everybody is where they need to be in the housework. You then add in the aspect of your intentional home education. So the second one there is downtime. The third one here that I want to mention, third and final, is Sabbath. This is a rest that we, that is discussed in the Bible And I'm not going to get into the semantics. I'm not going to get into the weeds. I know that there are varying opinions upon the Sabbath and I'm not a theologian, but I'm just going to share a little bit of my heart when it comes to this. We need to remember that God rested on the seventh day and so should we. Because I don't really think that God needed rest. I see it as he is modeling to us what we need because he knows what we need. I will literally go 24-7 and then 24-7 the next week and 24-7 the next week. Eventually, I will hit a wall. However, God asks us to take the Sabbath rest and it's not, we shouldn't come at it looking at it as this thing I have to do, but we should look at it like this is something I get to do. I get to take this day. And many Christians take Sunday as their day of Sabbath rest. Again, there's different, different ideas on what exactly that is. And I know for me, with my family, there's been, maybe we would take a Saturday instead because of my husband's work schedule, but just taking some time. And I'm going to tell you again, this one is hard for me because like I mentioned earlier, I enjoy work. So what does Sabbath rest look like? I don't think that we have to be super legalistic about it. I don't think it has to be like, you can't pick up that napkin that fell on the ground. Yes, you can do so. There are just We have to still take care of our kids. We can't just lay around and sit around, especially when you have younger kids. Now for me and my kids and the age they are, I wouldn't necessarily, I could say it's 
you're on your own today to get your own food, but then they have to work to get their food. Like, so we don't need to get super deep into the what exactly, you know, like you can't do anything at all. And I know that in historically Jewish practice, that's what they would do. And, and if you feel led and called to do all your prep beforehand so that you truly can, then do that because that's God calling you to do that. But there are usually some basic things that need to happen. There are baby's diapers that still need to be changed. There are still maybe um, skin knees that need to be cleaned up. And I encourage you to spend time in prayer and asking God, like, what does this look like for me? What does the Sabbath look like for me? An example for my family when we were younger, well, when my kids were younger, <laughs> well, I was younger then too, I guess we were all younger. We would take Sabbath. I just really felt convicted that I wasn't taking some time and we kind of set it aside as a family day, but not like a family day. We went and did anything kind of crazy. Typically it'd be like, we would just maybe play in the yard. We would just enjoy time together. We spent a lot of time going on hikes uh, after church on Sundays. And that was a way to get outside and to spend time with family and just enjoy being out in nature. And that was really refreshing for all of us. And maybe that is a way of looking at it there. It's like, what is going to fill me up? What is going to give me rest this Sabbath? And for me personally, right now, something that gives me rest, and you might be like, this does not give me rest, but I enjoy working in my garden. I enjoy working in my, in my vegetable garden, my flower garden. And so that's something that I'll take some time, maybe not, not the whole entire day. I'll take an hour, hour and a half in the afternoon on a Sunday and my family is all kind of doing their own thing and they're relaxing and enjoying their day. And I'll just go on out and just kind of dig in the ground a little bit, plant some things, plant some seeds. And to me, it's just, it feels restful. It fills me up. And then, then maybe I'll go on inside and take a nap for, for many years. Sunday afternoon nap was like a staple. You would find mom taking a nap. It was well during all those years, but just the getting everybody ready for church in the morning. And my husband did a lot of volunteering at church. And so for many years, it was me that was getting everybody ready and getting them off to church. We'd come home and get lunch and get everybody changed. And some, you know, there'd be kids that would take naps. And I'm like, I am done. <laughs> and you'd find me sound asleep for a while. And that really refreshed me. So what does the Sabbath rest look like for you? And again, like I mentioned earlier, this can look different in different seasons of life. And it's just this kind of normal. It's a progression of life. But no matter what Sabbath looks like, I really want you to focus on that. The Sabbath and then I mentioned sleep and then I mentioned downtime. So how can you work in those areas of your life? What little things can you do? Can you start doing now so that they become a habit? They become normal, becomes what you do when you start the homeschool year and it's just something you'll just continue. All you'll be doing when you start the homeschool year is adding in your home education. You already will already be getting your sleep. You'll already be spending, having your downtime. You'll already become up with a way that you spend your Sabbath. And beginning your homeschool year won't be anything that you are super worried or stressed about when you join Clarify Your Homeschool, which is currently open for you to get in and get your homeschool set up. Choose the curriculum that is going to be absolutely amazing for your kids for this coming year. Have your book list ready. Know how to run your morning time. Know how to set up your days. Know how to get all the things done 
and know what is the priority and what are the values that you have? What is, what are you spending your time on and how do you want this to end? How do you want the homeschool years to end? Well, that begins now. Having the end in mind begins now because what you do now will help you reach that end. You can get all the information at clarifyyourhomeschool.com and joining today means that then you have your homeschool year all set up. You can enjoy the rest of your summer and you can step into the first day being like, oh yeah, kids, we've got this. It's going to be an amazing homeschool year. But thank you for joining me here today for part four of the whole homeschool mom series. And be sure to come back after the weekend to find out what the next topic is. But I hope you have a really great day, friend. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.